Welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 28th edition of the 1853 podcast of Mama's 2018-19 school year, we'll preview Mama's third Scott's Day of Giving. That will be on Wednesday, April 17. Monmouth alumnus Craig Anderson will talk about his role as executive director of the Illinois High School Association. That's the governing body of high school athletics in the land of Lincoln. And Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will bring us up to speed as Monmouth Springs Sports head into their stretch run. Before we get into this week's program, a few notes about a few very big events coming up on campus. The Lionel Bart Classical Musical Oliver will be presented this week at the Wells Theater. The production, which is co-produced by the Buchanan Center for the Arts and the Monmouth College Department of Theater, will be presented five times during the period of April 11th through April 14. To get your tickets, and they are going fast, head on over to the Monmouth Theater homepage, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. In a few moments, we'll hear more about Scott's Day of Giving, but before Scott's Day of Giving will be Scholar's Day. That day will be on Tuesday, April 16, and it will include Honors Convocation at 10 in the morning in the Dahl Chaplin Auditorium, followed by academic displays and presentations from 2 to 4 in the afternoon in the Huff Athletic Center. An Honors Convocation will be live-streamed, so look for the link on the Monmouth College main Facebook page. Finally, the second Midwest Journal of Undergraduate Research Conference of Undergraduate Research and Scholarship will be presented this Friday, April 12, and this Saturday, April 13. The event will track about 90 students from 28 schools from 14 states. Undergraduate students will come to Monmouth from as far away as California and Virginia. The keynote speaker is a good one. It's award-winning author Diana Abu-Jabber. She will speak at 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, April 13 in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. You can read more about her and the conference in the news section of the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu news. Her keynote talk is free and open to the public, as is the rest of the conference. Monmouth College is fortunate to enjoy a tremendous level of support from its alumni and friends, and no day better represents that level of devotion than Scott's Day of Giving. This year's annual Scott's Day of Giving will be celebrated on Wednesday, April 17. You can learn more about the day as well as learn how to make a gift at scottsday.monmouthcollege.edu. As Associate Vice President for Development and College Relations, Hannah Maher explains, the day is a reminder why it's great to be a Scott of Monmouth College. 
Scott's Day of Giving is our 18-hour and 53-minute-long day to fundraise for the college to support uh, all areas of the campus, to just really pull some pride for our institution and get our alumni um, really engaged and our friends of the college, our faculty, staff, and students um, with all the things that are happening no matter where they are. So it's a day where we can really represent um, all, all areas of the country um, on campus and off uh, to come together and just celebrate collectively for Monmouth College. When Scott's Day of Giving was conceived, it was held on April 18, the day in 1853, when what became Monmouth College was founded. But Hannah says that because of the spring calendar this year, Scott's Day of Giving comes a day early. Um, still very close to the day of the college's founding, which is actually April 18th. We are bumping it up just a day. Um, on April 17th this year, we have a, a late Easter, and that also causes the opportunity for our students to go home and be with their families. So we want to make certain the campus is vibrant and full and ready to celebrate. So we're just celebrating a day earlier this year. Hannah says this year's Scott's Day of Giving has several giving challenges, including the one that produced this year's theme, A Thousand Hearts Devotion. So this year, we are still going to execute a 50 states challenge. We have, um, yet again, a generous donor who's going to give us $1,000 for every state that we get online. So we are really um, pushing out the call to help us if you might be in Vermont or Alaska or Oregon, some of those states where maybe we don't have as many alumni, um, to kind of think about participating in the day. But uh, really, it's another great opportunity to get some support for the college. Um, but aside from that challenge, this year, we have, um, I think, a little over 30,000 committed right now to help help us achieve um, some great things. Our goal this year is an ambitious one. Ambitious one. Um, it's to get a thousand gifts in the day. And our theme, A Thousand Hearts Devotion, really plays on those heartstrings of, of what our uh, alums remember in the song of Flame of White and Crimson and what we know to be true of just that um, that legacy that, that lives on in our alumni and our current students. So uh, once we achieve a thousand gifts, we have about, like I mentioned, $30,000 that'll be unlocked to give to the college. So we really hope that folks will help us just spread the word and, and achieve those goals and, and then to receive those resources back for the college. In addition to raising money for scholarships and financial aid, this year's Scott's Day of Giving has targeted six projects to support. Folks can support our Parent and Family Council project, which is to get more Scott's cruisers, our bicycles and helmets um, on campus that allow our students to get to jobs off campus, just to get across campus. Um, it's a great way for them to, to enjoy the nice weather we also have in the spring and the fall. Um, we also have our senior class gift, which is to install a handful of water bottle fillers and filters um, through various buildings around campus. Just another way for us to go green and that that class can leave their legacy on our campus. Um, our Fighting Scott Society, our athletic booster program has been raising money this year to help us um, renovate and enhance our current athletic training facility. As our programs have grown and we've added more varsity sports, um, it just uh, the number of students we have rolling through that training space and that hydrotherapy space in particular has increased. The 2019 edition of Scott's Day of Giving is also raising money to support three academic projects conceived by the Monmouth faculty. Forward, um, one being a digital propaganda center and the ability to research a lot of what that content in the media does to um, sway uh, thoughts and opinions, um, how that media 
translates through commercials and other things. So our students will be able to actually have kind of a media resource area to review that, um, but that'll also be an immersive trip and experience to go um, up to Iowa next fall um, and can engage with the faculty and some research. We have a, an opportunity as well for our students to gain the virtual reality equipment for some anatomy courses and other areas uh, in our kinesiology um, and biology uh, classrooms. Um, and then lastly, we have our corral trip next spring, uh, spring of 2020, to Vienna, Prague, and Salzburg, I believe, which is a, a tradition the corral has had to take every four years an international trip. Um, they'll, they'll sing, they'll perform, they'll embrace themselves um, with some of the, the cultural opportunities in those countries and come back uh, even richer from that experience. So just another great opportunity for those students um, next spring. And so we're just trying to help offset those costs with that project. That's Associate Vice President for Development and College Relations, Hannah Maher, previewing this year's Scott's Day of Giving. It will be held from 5 in the morning until 11.53 in the evening Central Time on Wednesday, April 17. You can learn more about Scott's Day of Giving 2019 by pointing your browser to scottsday.monmouthcollege.edu. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. For the last three years, 1991 Monmouth alumnus Craig Anderson has had the dream job as serving as executive director of the Illinois High School Association. That's the organization that has overseen high school athletics in Illinois since 1900. Craig is only the seventh person to lead the IHSA in its 119-year history. He spoke about his responsibilities in that position, as well as his path to that position, earlier this week when he visited with a couple of Monmouth physical education and kinesiology classes. So the Illinois High School Association provides governorship over interscholastic athletic and activity participation to enhance the educational experience for high schools. And so that's an important connection for us as an association that the competitions in high school overlap and enhance the educational experience that are that are happening in our member high schools. So we, we never want one without the other. It's important for us that they, they both, and so that's a broad, I mean, there's a lot more intricacies of that, but that's a broad kind of scope of what, what our mission is in terms of serving our membership of over 800 schools. With more than 800 members, Craig says the association is constantly reviewing its work so that high school sports remain competitive and interesting in Illinois. Continue to look at ways of which we can allow for competitive competition, but still in fairness uh, uh, to the membership. And so enrollment is a way of which we classify schools. We use a multiplier. We use a success factor with our private schools to try to create more competitive balance. But I anticipate in the future that we're going to see a socioeconomic piece that will help bring a better competitive balance in those areas where uh, the socioeconomic status of many of the students there is, is not re- very good. And Craig says the association is also always reviewing activities to add and to modify. Uh, looking at two what I'll call emerging sports, one is girls wrestling. We find the interest growing uh, really significantly in the past couple of years. Uh, esports. 
uh, is something that we're talking about. Uh, actually have an advisory committee this month to bring together from our membership those that have a keen interest, coaches, supervisors of that, along with principals and ADs to talk about esports. Uh, we're, uh, as it has been talked about uh, since the fall or our fall voting period on our bylaw proposals, districting in football is something that can come uh, or will be. When the association added competitive bass fishing, Craig said that was but another example of meeting students where they are. You no, know, when we instituted bass fishing and the first one in the country to do so, and that tournament's now nearly 10 years old, um, it was the first of its kind. And it was interesting to us to be able to bring another student group that we maybe wouldn't ordinarily connect with to have a connection through school to, a, in this case, an activity that would adjoin those two pieces. And, and uh, you know, the expectation for students to participate is you're meeting an educational requirement. Uh, and if we could impact, and we hope we impact many, but even impacting two or three more students to have them stay in school longer or to earn the grades uh, is obviously a benefit. So we've added lacrosse. Uh, we'll have our second state series in lacrosse this coming spring. So we're always looking at the changing landscape of the interest of students and how we can adjoin our association with their interests. And while different sports popularity might wax and wane over time, Craig says what matters most is how the competition helps shape young people's lives. It's the proudest thing to know that you're a part of while we celebrate our championships and those are unique events and we have incredibly talented people. You know, the real success stories, you know, could be like myself. You know, I never played in a state championship, but I created a bond with my high school coaches and with my teammates that last forever. And to know that we're doing that, you know, hopefully across all of our membership, over 800 schools, nearly 500,000 athletes that don't qualify for our state finals, uh, that don't earn a state medal, their experience that they're having in high school is still incredible and and will uh, enrich them for the rest of their lives as it has for me and really why you know it's a dream position for me to to serve in this role because i know how it's impacted me and how we're able to impact so many other young people that are, are just the ones that are able to be a teammate and maybe not even a starter but the fact that they're a teammate and growing a relationship with a coach, another adult, uh, along with their teachers and with their teammates, that camaraderie that's formed is, is precious, obviously, and something that uh, is just everlasting. That's 1991 Monmouth alumnus Craig Anderson. He's executive director of the Illinois High School Association. You can read more about his recent visit to Monmouth in the news section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Before we head into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the plethora of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College in the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash monmouthcollege. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and you can follow all of Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. The college is on Instagram at Monmouth College, and if you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. 
And to celebrate this year's Scott's Day of Giving, be sure to check out Monmouth College's recommendations on Spotify. Although the Maple City hasn't had much of a spring yet, Monmouth College's spring sports are headed into the final weeks of their respective regular seasons. Joining us to bring us up to speed on Fighting Scott Spring Sports is Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MonmouthScots.com, your official spot on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Dan says after a rough start in 2019, John Goddard's Monmouth softball team has been on a roll since it started to play in the Midwest Conference. The softball just wrapped up a, a great homestand, and, and actually their final home game was was Tuesday, split with Illinois College. But uh, they started with an eight-game win streak in conference, or eight and two in the conference, and and on top of the conference right now. And that's just an incredible turnaround. Uh, if you were following the the team, you know they didn't have a great uh, Florida trip and and struggled a little bit, but they really found their stride, and everything's coming together they're getting the, the right hit at the right time getting pretty good pitching and and it's just everything is starting to fall together for them and and uh, coach Goddard mentioned after that uh, uh, first uh, doubleheader split with Cornell uh, it seems like ages ago the women said okay we're one and one and so they knew that the the real season had started so they've really taken it to heart and are playing great ball right now Baseball is also in first place in the Midwest Conference South as Alan Baterney's team looks to repeat as conference champions well, baseball is just playing uh, great, and, and Coach Paterni has this formula: win three out of four, and you win the uh, division. And they've done that. Uh, they uh, uh, beat Illinois College down there on Sunday, and then split with them uh, up here. Uh, actually, on Saturday, uh, split it here on Sunday. And uh, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, they're a little uh, upset because they they swept on the road and, and then split at home. And you'd like to sweep at home, and uh, but you know, really uh, mathematically, we're in great shape. Uh, we're leading the conference there too, and uh, you know, everybody's back uh, except for three guys from last year. And uh, they're just uh, they're not they haven't really replaced the uh, the firepower of uh, of Grant uh, Myers out in right field. But they've had enough guys contribute at the right time, and uh, you know. They, they've kind of had a, a rotating door out in right field, and, and maybe they have settled on it now. But uh, really, uh, just everybody that's been called to, to perform has gotten the big hit. Peter Ollis's women's water polo team is headed to New Haven, Connecticut this weekend to play in its conference championship. And Dan says that the Scots appear to be hitting their stride. Weekend, uh, you know, last weekend they uh, went down to McKendry and, and faced all Division II schools in a warm-up for that. And then... Uh, going into this weekend, uh, they've got one game every day, one Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday. So it's the lightest schedule they've had for the season. And Coach Alls thinks, you know, that this group, uh, be, because they have uh, seven freshmen in key spots, they could win the first game and win the whole thing, or they could lose the first game and finish as an also-ran. So it, it kind of depends on what team shows up. But he really feels like uh, uh, their half of, of the conference division the west's uh, division is, is probably the strongest so uh, he's very optimistic to get into the uh, championship match women's lacrosse is having a solid third year while the men's lacrosse team continues to play good defense in spite of key injuries to its offensive attack 
women's lacrosse uh, doing great right now, five and seven. And uh, who, you know, as, as uh, Yogi Berra would have said, who would have thunk it? Uh, you know, a great uh, season. They've already eclipsed uh, the win totals for the last two years combined, uh, and have been knocking off some teams above them in the standings. So uh, we'll see how they do. It's a young team, so they're also in a learning uh, stage of how to win those close games. And they did that uh, over the weekend. Uh, uh, won at Benedictine, thirteen to twelve, and uh, had to come from behind in that one. Uh, scored three straight straight goals to uh, to pull it out, and then uh, held off a late rally. So a really mature uh, level. And on the men's lacrosse side, uh, they've you know been inundated with injuries on that offensive side. So they've really kind of been fighting their way there. But defensively, they've been so steady. And like Coach Kleiber has said. Uh, they haven't had any injuries on that side, so that's allowed that unit to gel, and they're really playing great. Uh, held the uh, top team in the conference uh, below their scoring average last week, and and uh, still lost, but uh, but uh, a great defensive effort. Uh, had an offensive juggernaut going against uh, Cornell, won that one, and then we've got uh, more games this week and, and at home too. So uh, really excited about that. Both Monmouth golf teams are also active this weekend. And as they say in sports talk, men's tennis controls its own destiny. And then this weekend, women's golf in their spring season, uh, non-traditional season, but they're at home this weekend. So you can go out to Gibson Woods Saturday and Sunday and watch the women. We'll have a six-team tournament. starts at noon on Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, and then men's golf is up north at Augustana uh, this weekend, and they'll, they'll be hosting their own uh, meet here at the end of the month uh, at Gibson Woods. So still a lot of action going on. And men's tennis uh, going into the weekend, uh, kind of with an idea of what they have to do to make the team tournament. Uh, uh, they got to win two of the last three, and then they were playing Wednesday night, uh, and that, and that uh, is in that, that formula also. So they really control their own destiny. They know what they have to do, and, and uh, we'll see with the young squad again. Uh, no seniors on the, on the squad. Uh, they're young, uh, but very talented and, and looking good for the future. That's Mama Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MamaScots.com. Don't forget to follow all Mammoth College athletics on Twitter, and you can do that at MC Fighting Scots. And that's going to be a 30 for this 28th edition of Mammoth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at mammothcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. Mm-hmm.